All right, welcome back. We got uh, is it week f- four in the books for regular week football? Four is in the books. There yeah. we go. We're uh, we're crawling our way through it. Football's almost a quarter over, and uh, with that, we're keeping up with our fantasy football tradition of talking to the biggest loser on this week. So, Mr. Jake DeGruccio, Team Pledge Mile, how's it going, dude? Uh, I'm glad to finally uh, get on one of these podcasts. I've been I've been looking forward to this moment. Not the greatest way to get on but you know I've, I've definitely been better well we've been wanting to have you on to our hoop fiends podcast for songs you actually know basketball yeah but uh, yeah no that that is a collaboration uh of the century we gotta we yeah. gotta really plan that actually out. Make sure actually it's... in the works riley i've, I've been talking to pledge mile about doing a fantasy basketball episode with me and or anybody else who wants on because i know uh, you and john are huge on fantasy so just you wait big things coming guys big things <laughs> so that is that is in the work so get ready for a real pledge mile episode on hoop fiends on the hoop fiends feed mm-hmm. but uh, going back to the football fiends uh normally this is the part where we kind of like read to you the storylines and kind of what happened and what led to your elimination but i mean you were just absolutely terrible i'm going to tell you to your face um <laughs> It came down to Monday night, and I, I, I'm not going to remember the exact total, but I was watching with you, and you needed like 36 points out of Derek Carr, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, I needed a miracle from <laughs> from my guy, and it just, it, it, it was it was due from the start. I mean, uh, there's not, there's a lot of quarterbacks that can, that can pull off those great comebacks, and Derek Carr, I would, as much as I was lying to myself, just was not one of those guys. I yeah. didn't do that. No, he got, yeah. he got you like a fair 17. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, he, the game was, if you guys watched the game, it got like pretty competitive towards the end too. So like he was like keeping my hopes up just enough to where I could get perfectly disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I said this last week when we were predicting, actually Steve, shout out to us because I think this is the first time that we predicted something and it, it, it actually like yes, really came correct. through. We were all just like, yeah, we feel like oh, congrats. Jake's team doesn't have a chance. But uh it's mostly because that like your team on paper looked really good. You had Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards, Zedler, Odell, Juju, Miles Sanders, Julio. Like it should be good, but it's just, they're just under delivering this year, underperforming, and like unfortunately for you, everybody knows that. So it's not <laughs> like you can trade any of them yeah. because like every like no one's like I don't want to trade for Odell Beckham. Like he stinks, and so like there's no trade that you can get that's gonna no, make know, it worth I it know. to you. O- Odell. Odell's really let me down like he always does and uh Juju also not really doing so hot not that like I I didn't really have much expectations from Juju but Odell's like you know he's he's an A-list receiver you expect the best out of him and it just ever since he got to the Browns man just couldn't really uh can't really live up to that hype and it's Browns are better without him it's true dude I I'm not gonna Okay, yeah. Well, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. Uh, and Julio on the Titans too. Another like very like he's conflicting with like AJ Brown getting injured. Like he just hasn't been doing doing his part like he did in Atlanta, and it really sucks. It really sucks. And, yeah. And kind of kind of getting into uh, what we've been talking about the last couple seconds about what went wrong. The clear thing that to me went wrong was just Logan Thomas dying on you. Dude, the that was. <laughs> Steve, you don't understand. Like. The last like 24 hours before like the game started, I was like stressing, just trying to figure out who should I start because I had like all these like solid guys that I actually like wanted to get. Yeah, into why, my lineup, why don't but you I, why don't you tell everyone uh, who else was on your bench that you didn't? Yeah, play? so I had Antonio Brown against the Bucks, and I I you see I don't I don't really I'm not really mad at myself about that one because AB is such an unpredictable oddball <laughs> that like you have no idea what he's gonna do like like 
he could like drop like two touchdowns, like 200 yards. And they could also just not show up. Like I, I, it was a hit or miss. So that one doesn't bug me as much, but then Jared cook and Mike Gazicki or however you pronounce his <laughs> last name, that, that, that like, that's just, that sucks. And I was really happy about like picking him up because after uh, the demise of Timmy J, shout out Timmy J, um, I was able to scoop him up and I knew he was going to do something good. And lo and behold, he does it right after I start Logan Thomas, who just decides to just, you know, <laughs> to not play, literally just <laughs> perish on the field. God. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely tough. It's, it, 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 I don't even know like what we could even talk about in terms of like strategy wise because. I feel like your team just Dude, no, underperforms. I, I need like a crystal ball. <laughs> I need to know Literally. like these guys are going down. And I had Emmanuel Sanders in too. And I wanted to like give Miles Sanders and Christian Kirk like a chance because like I just like bought them. And I, th- I think I got them for like pretty decent deals. Not the greatest, but still pretty solid deals. And then Christian Kirk underperforms. Miles Sanders is like, he's all right, but like still could have been better. Honestly, whoever's going to get Miles Sanders is in for a big treat because they're going to get him. You got him in a discount, and then there's going to be even even deeper discount on him this week. Yeah, dude, he's coming off of like two losing teams. The, the, the reputation around him is like, oh, if anyone has this guy, their team's going to do terrible. But like, I think he's like a serviceable flex option. Like, I, I really do. Yeah, for sure. All right, kind of kind of moving forward here. Uh, Looking back at your time in the league, you spent four weeks with us here. Um, what have you learned that you'll be able to take with you for the next time you play? Hmm. I've next time I play, definitely learned that uh, you got to really be focused on every aspect of the game, like including waiver wires, including like uh, like when it's you're setting your lineups. There's a lot more, like there's a lot more thought into like each person you pick and like each person you draft. And I guess I didn't really take into account how certain players would affect me in the short game and in the long game. I just, I need to strategize with a different perception and more survivor, survivor tunes rather than just fantasy football. Well, right. it makes, it's a combo of both here, fantasy and survivor. Well, it makes you feel better, at least as more and more teams left, the waiver wire got better. It's not like we're all just in a 14-team fantasy football league where no good players ever come across the waiver well, wire. We are in a 14-team or 16-team, but that, that's, yeah, no, a, yeah. that's another I was, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, that league's horrible. Exactly, yeah. just yeah. horrible. <laughs> it's <an> absolute disaster. <sighs> yeah. No, it's, a, it's definitely, definitely tough. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I had fun, but uh, – just didn't expect to go out so soon. I, didn't, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought I had like somewhat of an edge just because I have been playing fantasy for like a good amount of time. Not that like I'm sure everyone in this or majority of the people in this league have, but I don't know. Just felt like I had enough experience for my belt to really make an impact and just came up short. Nothing really else to say. Yeah, yeah. So who are you? If you have, yeah, I was gonna say. So who do you think is like the biggest threat right now? Who do you think is out there probably gonna win this thing? Uh, I mean. Johnny Oz is on the ups. I I, don't, I, <laughs> I saw that firsthand. Uh, he, he came out. He came out uh, struggling a little bit because what was he like? Oh, oh, of course, that was his first fucking win. Great, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he came out of the league a little struggling. But I, I saw he made some good pickups, and his team, like the players he actually had, finally started to get going. They had a little early season uh slump, but yeah, I witnessed the firsthand the might of Johnny Oz's uh, Osborne Eddie George. Are you rooting for him? Uh, I'm not really against him. Like, if Johnny Oz wins, I won't be mad. 
you know, is there anyone he, you are rooting for? Kind of, uh, kind of want to pull it out. Hmm. Uh, I, well, I have been listening to the past few podcasts, and I will say Team Pal does excite me just for the fact that he hits such a, such a, another catastrophic start, catastrophic start, excuse me, to the, to the season. But um, he seems yeah, we, to be we still afloat. We can't, we can't have a podcast without his team coming back up. It's just, well, it's, yeah, not an it's, it's just such, a, it's such an underdog story. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what that the fans eat that up. Like. Yeah, it's exactly. They're what giving want. him this winner's edit, but it's like, is he going to be a merge boot and just like surprise everyone, or is yeah, he going to just somehow find a way to win it? That's I don't know. Point. I think it's time to pay the piper coming up this week. His team doesn't look like it's going to do that hot. <laughs> well, we've said that for how long now? <laughs> I don't know. We're running a hot streak in predictions, though. So that's true. We we got we nailed who was going home this week. Ah, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to see who Team Palace playing. Oh, Jake Janza. Oh, yeah, he might be. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really matter who he's playing, though. But... Oh, that's true, yeah, because the right after I get eliminated, the lowest score doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, it so, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> How convenient. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, anything else you'd like to add? Anything else that you liked about this league that is different than other leagues? Uh, well, just the idea of this league as a whole, I really enjoyed. It, it's very it's very unique. Um, a lot of thoughts put into it, which, you know, is important because if you just kind of wing something like this, it's not going to go well. Um, and I guess closing thoughts, um, if I suddenly disappear, it's probably because Corey Grip tried to murder me with a machete, like he said in the, wood in the chat. So shout out Corey Grip. Please <laughs> oh don't God. hurt me. I miss you. <laughs> I completely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no, see I... that happen either, but I'm kind of into it. <laughs> no, dude, scroll through. It's It's there. <laughs> Dodgers, Homer. For the win. For the... Oh, actually, Chris Taylor. Chris I'm, Taylor. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen sooner. Like this was a close game. I did not expect it to be so tight knit. Oh my was god! Dope. Yeah, sorry. sorry for my. No, sorry no, to... that, that's sorry, a live reaction. We got that. We got that live. Sorry to interrupt your goodbye. <laughs> no, it's okay. Congrats, Dodgers. Congrats but, to me uh, on not being in the Dodgers situation and losing, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, sayonara. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining, man. All right. That was, that was Jake DeGruccio. No, that was, a, that was a time and a half there. That was a good time was had by all. <laughs> for sure. All right. So I guess we'll just keep chugging along. Um, breaking down a little bit more of the chaos that happened this week. Um, so just any big news items we wanted to start off with. Uh, first thing I think is just the uh, only real major injury that we saw was the brutal injury to David Montgomery. Um, doesn't look like it's going to be that good for him. It looks it, like he's going to be out for um, over a month. It seemed like he got lucky, though. It wasn't like an ACL. I don't know if it was like a Giannis thing where it just looked really bad and somehow avoided the tear or what. But, I mean, it's a big blow for fantasy owners, and especially Colby uh, for our league. I'm sure he's going to be struggling to find the way to replace him. Well, I was going to say, for him, be on the lookout for him because uh, if I know my brother in fantasy football, he's always he always wants to trade. So someone <laughs> is going to be offered a, a pretty absurd trade in order to get him a running back this week. Mark my words. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's a situation where when you lose a player like that, like even if it's only for a few weeks – if without him for those three weeks, you're going to be in trouble. So you need to find a way to kind of counteract those points you're losing in a league like this. So whether it's going to be activity on the waiver wire or trades, I'm sure he'll be up to something. 
And that don't that don't that it brings me to myself actually. I, I just remembered that Joe Mixon got hurt, and like that's kind of a problem too. Because I'm I haven't been performing very well, so losing Joe Mixon is not kind of the, the ideal scenario. Uh, not oh good. yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> yeah, I literally thanks. just remembered. I'm like, oh, it sucks to have your starting running back get hurt. And I'm like, wait a minute, I I lost my start one of my <laughs> starting running backs. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'm not going to disclose any strategy of how I'll be moving forward, but I'm definitely going to be trying to replace him. That's for sure. Well, I was going to say a, a, another p- pretty big blow. We already kind of talked about it, but uh, the injury to Logan Thomas is actually pretty big because now that he was on the waiver wire, anyone who's looking for an upgrade at the tight end position, which is pretty much everybody should want an upgrade at the tight end position. Logan Thomas should have been a name that everybody was targeting, but him being on the IR, that definitely leaves some opportunities to pick up somebody else. Right. And you might be able to get, get Logan Thomas for cheap too, if you don't think he's going to be out for very long. Yeah. But again, you don't want to look too far ahead. You never want to bid on a guy who you might not even be able to use. So that'll be a relatively interesting uh, takeaway from there. Um, And I guess the only other real uh, injury thing going on would be uh, the news coming up with Chris Carson, apparently just like has a neck thing and like might not play Thursday. And that could be interesting to see how John T handles that because He's been pretty hot lately going into these few uh, last few weeks. So losing another – again, losing a starting running back, not good. So we'll see how he deals with that. Yeah, true. The one thing he definitely has going for him is he, he uh, was able to win the hidden immunity title last week uh, off the back of Tyreek Hill, which is huge for him. So it helps out him in the long run. Yeah, I, well, I guess, I guess that kind of brings me to the perfect time to break the break a trade that occurred in our league uh john t actually just texted me and he traded his hidden immunity idol to jp for 175 dollars worth of fab it only went for 175 dollars yeah so that that idol is now in possession of john boyle and probably the biggest threat in the game so that is huge news Uh, i haven't even dropped it in the chat yet because it just happened uh, I'll let, maybe I'll let people find out via the pod and I'll announce it later tomorrow or something. But uh, especially going into a week like this, which we'll get into, having a pin immunity is huge. But John T was out of fab. I thought it was an interesting trade for both sides. I probably, I mean, it probably would have been valued more to like, I think you could have gotten more fab out of it. But I don't know who sure. was willing to, I don't know who was willing. I was, he actually approached me, but I was, I couldn't give up that much fab i needed fab because i needed to get players this week so it's, same here it's an interesting break yeah, i was on the same exact boat as you yeah it's funny it's funny that we live in a world where the hidden immunity went for less money than henry Ruggs. so <laughs> and chuba hubbard and chuba hubbard yep and then you, you think about it though it's like in a game like this i mean obviously in survivor the hidden immunity idol is all powerful almighty huge to have but in a game like this, it's like almost takes the fun out of it. It's like, all right, I just don't want to play this week. Like, I'll just see you guys next week. It would, it would only be good if you were like, oh, man, like I have something planned that's the whole day Sunday. I'm not going to be able to watch any football. And you're like, all right, well, I'm just not going to think about it. That'd be good, yeah. <laughs> that's a good use of it. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the, the main stuff kind of going on. Uh, the only other thing I want to kind of touch on is just – uh, Pledge Mile brought it up. But, I mean, John Osborne's team out of nowhere is back and thriving. I mean – we kind of proclaimed him dead a few weeks ago, but the, I mean, the come up of Cordero Patterson, man, he's back. And we honestly thought he might've taken home the idol having Cordero Patterson drop like 38 points. if it wasn't for Tyreek Hill. 
It 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 doesn't make any sense. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure John was able to just add him to his team. I don't even know if if uh, Tim had him on his team week one because John's been with him the whole time. So I, I think John was able to just pick up and plug and play Cordell Patterson and watch the ride. It, it's crazy. And that's, I mean, that's how you get by in a league like this. Find a guy like that off waivers and just help him carry your team. That's absolutely massive. It is. No, it, it's really funny. Shout out to Cordell Patterson. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of all the major stuff going around. Kind of like we said in our other uh, NFL pod, it was a boring week of NFL football for once. It really wasn't that entertaining. You had the Tom Brady and Mac Jones matchup, but that was really it. And nothing else really that crazy happened. No, that was pretty, a pretty standard week, all things considered, I would say. Yeah, so um, moving forward, I mean, we, we already recapped last week of that. We kind of told you John T. won the idol, and it's now been traded, thanks to Tyree Kill's performance. And we don't really have much waivers to talk because your stupid commissioner kind of forgot to drop the players on time, I guess. I, I did it at, like, 5 in the morning because I fell asleep at, like, 10 p.m., like a normal person, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, yeah, so there were no real waivers. Uh, they're going through tomorrow. We'll uh, – we'll, We'll cut to future Steven uh, and let him kind of break down what happens. I'll, I'll record a little something at like 3 a.m. when they go through and just give you guys a quick update about who did what and what I think of it all. So why don't we, we'll send it right now to future Steven. We'll do that real quick. Future Steve here checking in at, what time is it? It's 3.40 in the morning uh, with a little waiver report just to add in for you guys. Uh, see what we got here. Logging in now. Uh, the big ticket, Aaron Jones. That's who everyone's wondering uh, about. He ended up going to $306 to Colby Donaldson, Team Colby. Uh, we said he was kind of in trouble. He kind of needed to make a move with the injury to David Montgomery, and he made a move in a big way, spending a majority of his fab here. On Aaron Jones, I can't blame him at all. I think that's a smart move. Uh, me and Riley both wanted him. Riley was the runner-up bidder at two hundred sixty dollars. I was nowhere close. I was fifth on the list. I just wasn't willing to spend that much on him. But other than that, uh, Riley did come away with Quiet Edwards Helaire, who he openly says he does not like. So I'm surprised he was the one to bid the most on him. Uh, he also came away with Odell for $50. It uh, doesn't look like uh, the next highest bid was actually me for $15. Uh, Survivor JJ took away Derek Carr for $25. I only bid 20 I just kind of like threw that 20 out there. I would have paid like 60 70 for him if I knew he was going to go that cheap. Honestly, I really need a quarterback. So that was a big move for Survivor JJ. Good on him there. He also took away Mike Gusecki. Uh, I came away with Miles Sanders for 25 bucks. No one else even bid on him, so I could have got him for free, but I needed a running back, so at least I got somebody to help me. Uh, Colby Donaldson also took away Julio Jones, who I was the only other one to bid on him as well for $15, but Colby got him for 26 And Corey Grip took Antonio Brown for $20. So that will... Oh, and... Uh, I got Justin Fields for five, and Riley got Jared Cook for zero. Didn't even bid a dollar on him and got him. So that was it. Nothing like crazy. I also just picked up Alex Collins, praying that he 
gets a start over Chris Carson tomorrow, that'd be cool. Could throw him right into the lineup. But yeah, that's pretty much all that went down. All right. Well, thanks, future Steve, for uh, for giving us all that info. I was actually really shocked that JP went up and picked Tim Tebow off the waivers. Yeah, that's that kind was, of a what weird was he move. thinking? <laughs> Very weird move. But uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll have to see how that one pans out. We'll talk more about that next week. Um, but I guess the couple things that we can talk about going on with our uh, waiver wires, Steve, do you maybe would you maybe want to break down what happened with uh? AJ Brown and our friend Eric this week. Yeah, so uh, I woke up this morning, or I guess some people might say this afternoon, and I like went to check the waiver wire like everyone else, and I saw they didn't go through, and then realized I screwed up. But I did notice that AJ Brown, for some reason, went through. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute, he wasn't on Jake DeGruccio's team. What is going on here? So it turns out, uh, Eric dropped AJ Brown last Thursday and he was just sitting on our waiver wire all weekend and not a single person noticed. So then, I mean, the, the reason for that being he was out and he didn't have like any projected points. So unless you like checked the transactions and what was going on, you didn't notice and not even the commissioner noticed. Otherwise I would have picked him up for free. And then it turns out that he went to a hundred dollars to Jake Chance. So, and it's like, I, I I would I didn't feel comfortable bidding money for him when I realized I fucked up and was like I could have had him for free. I don't want him now. Yeah, no, same same thing here for me. But um, like that, how funny is that? That he was just sitting there for free, not a single person noticed, and nothing nothing came of it. <laughs> like at all. I think I think everybody would have preferred to have AJ Brown on their team right now. Yeah. Um, and the other other move was that uh, Colby picking up Trey Lance and dropping Justin Fields seems like kind of a a solid trade. It, I, I think they're going to both going to do about the same, but a better offense with Trey Lance gives them more opportunity. So I think it definitely helps them. Yeah, in a two QB league, uh, getting a quarterback for 10 bucks is pretty cheap, especially one with the potential of Trey Lance. I don't know if he'll be using him necessarily yet, but just having that uh, player on your bench is huge. For sure. All right. Um, what else we got going on? So would you maybe want to break up the, uh, Break down the week ahead because I know a lot oh, yeah. of people are confused about what's going on. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important thing we have to cover on this pod because, I mean, the game just got real. As Jeff Probst would always say, I mean, the game starts today. Uh, it's a new game. Uh, everything you did up until this point does not matter. And uh, the, our event this week is, I mean, we may have heard us talk about it. It's a fabled wheel spin round. Um, there may be more of these coming in the future. And how this works is basically, I wanted to incorporate some elements of voting, but then to a certain extent, can you really just vote people out of a fantasy football league? Like, that's just so screwed up. You would just vote out the best teams, you don't have to deal with it. So instead of doing that, we kind of gave it a little twist. So how this is going to work is just like a few weeks ago, we were doing a schoolyard pick. It's taken them hours. At this point, there's only been like half the team selected into each side, whatever. We'll deal with that later. But um, eventually we're going to have two tries. And what's going to happen is the, the highest combined score for each team, or sorry, the highest combined score of the tribe, I can't speak, the highest combined score will win immunity. That whole tribe will win immunity for the week. And what will happen, it doesn't matter if the lowest scoring team was on that tribe, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, the six people who are not on that tribe 
Um, they will be up for elimination this week. And the lowest score of those six um, will be put, they'll get 12, uh, 12 spots on a wheel is what I'm calling it. They'll get 12 spots on a wheel out of 24. So they will have a 50% chance of going home right from the start. And the other 12 spots, they will be decided by a vote. Every person who remains in the league will vote for whoever they want to be eliminated. And for each person, like each vote you get, you'll get a spot on the wheel. So I could vote for Riley. Riley could vote for me or whoever. It doesn't matter. As long as they're up for elimination, you could vote for them. And you could vote for any reason you want. It could be strategy related. It could be because they fucked you over because they had the lowest score. You kind of want them to go home anyway because the captain picked a bad team. You could vote the captain out. It just all comes down to whatever you personal preference, strategy, whatever. This is kind of the first week where strategy is really going to be involved in what you want to do. And how it's going to work is you'll submit the votes. Uh, we'll worry about that next week when it comes. And for each vote you get, like I said, you'll get a spot on the wheel. And I'm going to go live on our Instagram at Pod, And I'm going to record it. We're going to spin the wheel. Whoever lands on is out. So you kind of start off as a real big disadvantage if you're the lowest scoring team. But you're not necessarily going to go home. And it's just a fair balance, we think, between just voting out the best team and having the lowest score. We just think it's a fair way to play it without actually just sticking over somebody and one of our friends. Yeah, true. Very true. I don't know. I don't know if that, uh, again, this isn't probably going to make much sense. Please ask me. Please. Oh, Octavia, get off the. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. She just stepped on that. Uh, whatever. Um, it might get confusing, but please ask questions so you understand what's happening, or just listen to me say it again on the pod. It's it makes sense. It just sounds a little convoluted. Well, at least now we have it in recording, so if people are still confused, you can just keep re-listening to this part of the podcast over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. And here I'm going to give a quick, short, and to the point version of it one more time. Two tribes. One tribe, the whole, every every player wins immunity. The other tribe, which is comprised of the guys who didn't score the most, they will be up for elimination. The lowest member of that tribe, whoever had the lowest score, will have half the spots on a wheel. The other half will be a vote. You can vote for him. You can vote for whoever. And I will spin that wheel, and whoever it lands on will be going home. Perfect. Nice and easy. All right. Well, yeah, that's pretty much all we got, right? Yeah, week? I think that, that's pretty much everything. One thing I, I did want to start flagging to people, um, just to keep it in mind, is uh, next week, NFL week six is when bye weeks start coming into effect. Just as a thought for what you guys are thinking about picking up players and trying maybe trying to make some moves. Oh, speaking of drop the uh, drop the four, keep the one. Bye weeks is a whole new game too. Yeah, true. We'll have to see how that works out. All right, yeah, all right, that's, all, that's all we really got for you guys. Um, just make sure you stay tuned to all we're doing on at Hoop Fiends Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Hoop Fiends is right around the corner. We got our normal quarterback pods that are coming out every week and this coming out every week. So stay tuned to all we got. That's all I yeah. got. Yeah, grab your stuff, head back to camp. <laughs>